0: This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. So in this scripture we're about to read from Acts 17, 24, amen. He found himself at a place called Mars Hill, all right, or Hill of Ares. Now, Ares is the god of war, all right, according to the ancient Greeks and Romans, all right. Mars would be the the name of the Roman name. Ares would be the the name of the Greek, uh, the Greek way of saying it, the god of war. So here, and on this Mars Hill, uh, the, the Greek leaders would often pronounce judgment on individuals uh, that had broken um, their law. And here we find Paul sharing the gospel on the same hill where judgment is pronounced. <laughs> and he starts out with these words here, amen, glory to God. But with all that said, with that understanding, knowing that the apostle had experienced these difficult things in sharing the gospel, and let me say this, as Christians, we're going to go through stuff. I know that we would like just a rosy kind of no conflict, no difficulties, but that's not the case in a fallen world. This world has fallen. This is not the world God intended for us to live in. But with that said, we live in the world, amen, holiday that's fallen, yet it's our passion and it's the love that God has for us that carry us through like it did for Paul, all right? So with that said, let's get into our scripture, amen? Coming at Acts 17, verse 24 through 29, I'm reading the Message Bible because it renders in a way that would be most understandable to us, all right? You don't have to read from it, but I'm reading from it, all right? So here we go. The Apostle Paul says, The God who made the world and everything in it, this master of sky and land, doesn't live in custom made shrines or need the human race to run errands for him. As if he couldn't take care of himself. God doesn't need to be taken care of, he's God all alone. He makes the creatures, the creatures don't make him. Starting from scratch, he made the entire human race and made the earth hospitable when he made it he made it hospitable with plenty of time and space for living so we could seek after God and not just grope around in the dark but actually find him he doesn't play hide and seek with us he's not remote he is near we live and move in him King James says, in him we live, we move, and have our being. We can't get away from him, from the MSG. One of your poets said it well. We're, We're the God created. Well, if we are God created, it doesn't make a lot of sense to think we could hire a sculptor to chisel a God out of stone for us, does it? I know the MSG Bible takes a lot of liberties here, amen, glory to God, but it does give us an understanding with our modern minds, the audience he was dealing with. They believed they could sculptor or make sculptures of God, that, that, that God had human traits like ours, like a God of war, hallelujah, glory to God, and he was... Uh, explaining to them the true nature of God here on Mars Hill. Brother Pastor, where are you going with this today? Hallelujah. Our title today is, In Him We Live, We Move, and We Have Our Being. You know, I was talking about the difficulties in life that we all face, the challenges, the challenges at work, the challenges in relationships, the challenges in church. And oftentimes, if you're like me, you put too much hope in human beings. You may even put too much hope in the pastor. And Lord knows you better not put your hope in me because <laughs> I'm going to let you down every time. Even as a husband, as a father, I'm imperfect. I'll let my wife down. I'll let my children down. Why? I'm not god and we find ourselves in these difficult situations and i often find myself in com- conversations where people are often complaining about individuals and i'll try to politely <laughs> remind them that we can't put our hope in people even when i'm on the road and i'm driving and somebody cuts me off and i get and it's nothing wrong we get angry. angry angry is a normal human emotions, but uh, for me to be enraged about it is putting too much hope in another human being. If we know we need Jesus, if we know how challenging our lives are at, at times, why do we expect the unbeliever to act morally, to act holy? Let's take it. Why do we expect our bosses to act morally? Jesus said to his followers, you are the light of the world. In other words, we're the ones empowered by Jesus that will bring the light of Jesus with us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, our hopes are often dashed because we put expectation on people, places, and things that were never intended to have those expectations. And I know, I know. You've heard me say these things before. And Brother Pastor, maybe we can get past that. God's got me stuck here. That He wants to take us to the next level in Him where we transfer our expectations from this fallen world and truly put it on Him. And understand in Him we live, we move, and we have our being that Despite the challenges we go through, he's got us. We were out of church for a month and a half, yet he had us. Amen. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to find a building, but he had us. The building didn't come through me. It came through Elder Rowland's efforts. Amen. He had us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Back in 2019, I got laid off from my job, hallelujah, of 10 years, but he had me, hallelujah. I could get mad at the job, I could get mad at the boss, or, oh, I was work with that principal for years, and he, he should never let me get fired, but I'd be putting my hope in him and not in God. Even Let's take it to marriage, amen. If I put all my hopes in this woman, I'm going to be let down, not because she's not a wonderful wife, but she is not God. If my children put their hope in me, they're going to be disappointed every time. Not because I don't want to be a good father, but I could never be God. I could never be perfect, amen. God wants us to know he is the author and finish of our faith. It's in him. The next level is to understand it's in him. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Too many times the pastor's made it about him or she's made it about her. And we have a room full of people putting their hope in the man and woman of God who are flawed just like them. We got to know we're in him. We're in him. We're in him. Amen. Join me as I pray. Father God, we come before you today in the second service in this building you've blessed us with. And you're showing us in a spectacular way that you have us. You know the challenges in our lives. You know what we face on a daily basis. You know the cries of our heart, Lord God, the, the very desires that we want manifested in our lives, Lord God, and today we give them to you. And Father God, this task you've given me to share this message today is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher, you are the teacher. Preach today, teach today like never before. I decrease that you might increase in me, that no flesh be glorified today, but all the glory and the honor go to you. Nourish us today like never before. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. When we come to this place, we leave the carnality behind that we deal with or carnality meaning unspiritual ways of doing things even as christians a- even as me as pastor there are some carnal things that i still get caught up in and have to remind myself or have to be reminded by the holy spirit amen to reengage at looking at things spiritually amen Uh, Even today, I'm really frustrated with the Wi-Fi and all the things that are going on. Amen. But at the the end of the day, we got to have service. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't get caught up in that. Amen. Hallelujah. Wi-Fi works, and sometimes it doesn't work. i got to focus on what we're doing now. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's look at some definitions real quick. In Him, we live and move and have our being. To live, we we dealt with this word last week, and I mispronounced it. It is Zeo. In the Greek, amen. It means to live, to experience God's gift of life. It is God that gave us life. Our parents were the vessel that God used to bring us into the world, but God gave us life. It's in God is the cause why we live. He is the cause, amen. Hallelujah. Despite what's going on in the world, hallelujah, you're not a mistake. You're not an accident. Amen. Glory to God. I went many years thinking I was an accident. Amen. But God called me forth. God called you forth. Amen. So the next time somebody makes fun of you or, 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 or picks on you or looks at your body and shames you, amen, they have no idea that you're a creation of God and you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. So when people say negative things to me right now, my mind now goes to what's going on with them that they would express something negative to me. It's no longer, oh, they've hurt my feelings so bad. No, no, next level. And here we live and move and have our being is what's going on with you? Because I have value. God made me. God made you. Why do you need to say something negative to me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then we live, we move. It's a Greek word, kineo, of that motion, which is the evidence of life. uh, One of the four things in the world of science that uh, gives you indication that something is a living being is that it has motion. We can move, we have activity. All of us rode here in some type of vehicle. Hallelujah. He's given that to us. Hallelujah. We need to thank God sometimes we can just walk. We can move. Hallelujah. Glory and some people that can't move. Hallelujah. I know those steps are high, but the fact that y'all got up them steps, hallelujah, you need to praise God for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even that pain you feel when you're walking up that step, amen. Thank God I can feel the pain. I'm alive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Live, move, being, esmen in the Greek, we are, we are, we be, we have our being, we have hope, plus the gospel was preached unto us, amen, hallelujah. We are, we exist, it's from God, it's because of God we exist. All these things about different complexion, different hair textures different races. What is all this? We, we, yes, we should celebrate each other's culture, each other's uh, uh, physical look. We should celebrate all those things, amen, and not use it as a negative. This is, these are the creation of God. Hallelujah. I was watching a video the other day, and you don't know what group is going through what, but there, there's a group I don't know why I was watching this, but I w- maybe God had me to watch this. But I, there was two ladies. One is America F- Ferreira and the other one's Angela Johnson. And they were both uh, born in this country and they're of Latino descent. But their families did not teach them how to speak Spanish because they wanted them to assimilate to the American way of life and culture more. And they, And they grew up feeling like they didn't fit into American culture or into the Latino culture, and their self-esteem was low. These successful women, Angela Johnson is an actress and a stand-up comic. America Ferreira is a world-renowned actress, yet they still had these self-esteem issues because they were concerned what others would think of them instead of knowing that I'm a creation of God. So whether somebody accepts me or not, I'm somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anybody ever been teased growing up? I was. Robert Brown, the silly clown. I started an elementary school. Get out of town, Robert Brown. One dude used to tease me because he said my upper lip was the same color as the rest of my face. <laughs> At this point in my life, hallelujah, I'm, gl- I'm glad my lip matches my face. <laughs> but we've all been through something. Those of you who were raised in other countries that came here, the people who made fun of you when you came here. The little, the little brother or sister was teased by the older brother and sister. Everything, we've all been through something. But when we get to this next level, amen, we sh- we sh- we, we God doesn't want us to be 30 years saved and still having our feelings hurt so easily. Because it's unhealthy. And stress does not do the body good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are of God. That's what Paul was telling people on Mars Hill. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move on. Christ is our creator. I know this is not really taught a lot, that Christ is the creator. But Christ is our creator, Let's look at it in Scripture. Don't take my word for it. Let's look at it in Scripture. Amen. Next slide, please. We're going to the Gospel of John, verse um, chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. Hallelujah. We know John the Elder, or one of the apostles, or the longest living apostle, who wrote the book of Revelation in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, wrote this book. He was the disciple whom, referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Hallelujah. He you know, we all need to be, y'all have heard me say this before, we all need to be the disciple who, who knows you're the one who Jesus loves. You all need to know that Jesus loves you. That should be your confession. It's not arrogance, amen. You're speaking fact, hallelujah. I'm the disciple whom Jesus loved, hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's find out how Christ is our creator, amen. He's our everything, really, hallelujah. Uh, verse uh, 3 says, all things were made and came into existence Through him. Everything we could imagine. Came into existence. Through him. And without him. Not even one thing was made. That has come into being. Father son and Holy Ghost. Were all involved. In our creation. But without Christ. We would not be here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In him was life and the power to bestow life. I'm reading from the Amplified Version here. And the life was the light of men. Christ is our creator. He was involved in our creation. He's not just our savior. He's our creator. In him we live and have our being. We move and have our being. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to do a little science with you real quick. Next slide. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This man right here is named, um, he's an Orthodox Jewish uh, physicist named Gerald uh, Schroeder. All right. And he, in this video, was teaching about God's existence from a scientific point of view. He is an Orthodox Jewish man living in Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. And here, this picture here is a picture of Uh, The Big Bang from a scientific standpoint, hallelujah, glory to God. And we see at the far left of the picture there, it says the beginning of the universe. So scientists have found that there is a beginning of the universe. In the atheist world, or those who don't believe God exists, they believe that the universe is just eternal, that it was always there. And thus, there is no God. But scientists are discovering that the universe had a beginning. And if the universe had a beginning, there had to be someone who caused it to begin. So there's evidence of God in the universe. But why am I showing this to you today? Hallelujah. Scripture says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. At the far left of the picture there, you see a glorious amount of light. Now, Gerald, in one of his other videos... Said that all matter came from light. (laughs) Woo! He's the light of men. Hallelujah. Jesus is the true light of the world. So everything that is came from that light. This would be Jesus right here. The glory coming off of him, creating the universe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And now scientists, as smart as they are, are just starting to believe and discover, amen, hallelujah, that the universe had a beginning. And since it had a beginning, we know there was someone who caused it to come into being. We know his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's prove this through Scripture, though, all right? Hallelujah. Next slide. Jesus unveils his glory. Hallelujah. What are you talking about, Brother Pastor? Next slide is Matthew 17, our next Verse here, 17, 1 and 2, amen. This is the, the account of ma- the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus says, after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his inner circle, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment, or his clothing, was white as Light. So here Jesus was unveiling his pre-incarnate glory with the light shone off of him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Revealing himself to be God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Giving them a little glimpse of how he was before he put on flesh. Hallelujah. Glory to God in him was life and the light life was the light of men all matter all things that make up things that we see and feel and experience in our day-to-day lives came through christ somebody say hallelujah where is this low self-esteem when such a magnificent being brought us into being Hallelujah. We put too much weight on the negative words of others. Oh, girl, you're getting so fat. Though we fill with the Holy Ghost, we get all down. (sighs) You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank God you can eat something to gain some weight. Now, now, obviously, you want to be in a state that you're healthy and, and able to function. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But let's stop giving people so much weight in our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know why people are, are, are negative a lot? Because they have no source of goodness to show with you. share with you. Where are they going to draw it from? You're unsaved. You don't have a relationship with Christ. Where, is the, where are the kind words going to come from? I'm not saying that people are unsaved, that are unsaved never say kind words because they can. All right. But a lot of times they don't. And we should not put so much weight in what they have to say. Amen. Let me take it a step further. Unless I'm speaking for God, you shouldn't put so much weight in what I have to say. Unless it's thus saith the Lord. Unless I'm sharing with it divinely, and I'm in divinely inspired to say, Amen. My, my words, are just like yours. My God, I'd be kicked out of every church here in Amityville for saying something like that. <laughs> All right, next slide, please. Christ is our only provider. You know, many years I have engaged in a lot of work activities to try to provide for my wife and my children, and I've done a whole lot of things. And, you know, you try, you almost, you're working yourself to death, beating yourself up, amen. And, 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 and there are those times, you know, I was operating out of the image of what I thought a man should do. And, and, and no doubt a, a man or a husband, father, or leader of his family should uh, give out effort to, help provide for the family, but most importantly, he or she, because we we have uh, woman-headed families as well, amen, should understand that their source ultimately is Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We get stressed out a lot. We get down a lot. I I shared with you I was laid off. Amen. And God told me what to do. Instead of panicking, amen, and I understand the human emotion, and years ago maybe I would have as well. But I've been in this thing long enough to know that he won't let me down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Next slide, please. It's Philippians 4, 19. Very familiar scripture. This is Paul thanking the church at Philippi for giving him a gift. Amen. Uh, He worked so hard as the apostle to serve the church here. They went out of their way to give him a gift, uh, to be a blessing to him. All right. Financial gift. Amen. Glory to God. And this is his words to them uh, and, th- and thanking them for what they've done. And, and I'm not. This is no ulterior motive. I'm not asking for a gift. I'm just telling you what's going on here. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not looking for that. All right. And, it's, and this is Paul's response to the church of Philippi. He said, and my God will liberally supply, fill until full your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ. Jesus. What does the scripture mean? We quote it all the time, but what does it mean? Let's take a look. Amen. Next slide. Hallelujah. Let's look at some words here. Supply in the Greek is plero. All right. It is to make. So God, God supplies to make full, to, co- to complete, probably to fill to individual capacity to the extent it is meet or appropriate. To cause to amount to furnish or supply liberally, namely with what is necessary for substance substance uh, subsistence, thank you hallelujah i. e i e uh, survival existence, living life, sustenance, nourishment, diet. in other words, Paul was conveying to the church in Philippi that God will meet your needs. I can't pay you back, amen. I'm an apostle on the the missionary field. I can't pay you back, but God will take care of your needs. He will supply you. He will furnish you liberally. So when we find ourselves in difficult times, time to look to him. Often we get mad at him. I'm in this tough situation. I'm mad at God. No, it's time to look to him because he's looking to supply. He is the source of supply. I, I've gotten mad at God a million times. Hallelujah. As I've grown in it, I understand he's not the problem. He's the solution. This fallen world is the problem. Hallelujah. I got to ask you a, a quick question before we move on. And this will tell a lot. This is, this is something for you. You don't have to answer me, but I want you to think about this. Is man inherently good or inherently evil? I'm not saying everybody's a murderer and stuff like that, but is man inherently good or is man inherently evil? If you believe man is born good, then your expectations will be on man to do good all the time and you will be frustrated, angry, and it could lead to poor self-esteem because this good person is calling me something negative he or she must be right. If Man is inherently evil, then you understand we're in a fallen world, that man's in need of God, hallelujah, that the gospel must be spread, amen, hallelujah, and that when somebody says something negative to me, amen, hallelujah, that person's in need of God. I have God living on the inside of me, hallelujah, by way of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, glory to God, and I don't need to Allow those words to impact me negatively. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it is are the issues of life. This information hopefully it helps you guard your heart. Hallelujah. God is the source of supply. Do you believe it? Well, as brother pastor, move on to the next word. He's our supply. He is our supply. Asa just said something to me today I didn't really think about. We said last year was the year breakthrough. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, Daddy, do you understand that let's look at this picture. You got this Tesla outside there. You're in this renovated building. We got all these things. He said, God has, I don't know, I don't remember what word he used specifically, but God has supplied And no, it's not about Tesla. It's not all of it. It's about the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Even if I was still driving that Optima, it's about the goodness of God to take care of me as his son and take care of you as his children. Hallelujah. That he is all about supply. My God shall supply what your need, amen, need in the Greek is Hidra, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Hallelujah. <laughs> Excuse my Greek, Hallelujah. It's one's necessities, necessities or those that are essential, fundamental, m- fundamental, basic or indispensable. He will supply the things that are indispensable for <laughs> your life. Hallelujah. hallelujah, glory to God. I knew that God was not going to allow me and my family to go down when I lost my job. Hallelujah, I was laid off. I knew that God was not going to let the Living Waters Christian Center die during the pandemic or when we the other building got sold and we were homeless once again. God is about supply. Those negative thoughts that come in that, oh, I guess that's the end of Living Waters Christian Center. I guess we're going to... Uh, Just break up, amen. What are we going to do now? It's not God. It's not. His job, his desire is to apply for our needs. He's the source of our provision. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even the very job I have to go to tomorrow is from God. I got promoted in the midst of the pandemic. Who gets promoted in the pandemic? <laughs> we got the taxes done, and the tax man was like, oh, I see that you're making more money. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, by the way, you got to pay more taxes this year. But thank God we had the money to pay the taxes. Hallelujah. And I'm not up in front of you. We need an offering for the pastor because the pastor need to pay his taxes. Y'all been in those services. Let's take an offering so the pastor can pay for his Tesla. No, my God supplies my needs. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, somebody put some money in my hand. I ain't stupid. I've (laughs) turned it away. But I look, God's the source. He influenced that person to do it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Saints, we must understand in him we live, we move and have our being. He is our creator. He is our source of provision. We got to remember that so that we don't get into these panic attacks when life's difficulties come our way. When I got this new job, amen, I had never been in a leadership position on on my regular job in all my life. Hallelujah. And it came with different things different challenges. I'm getting challenges from the school district, challenges from the coworkers, challenging. Everybody's pulling on me. Amen. And let me tell you that God has supplied for my need on every occasion. Amen. I even got an email during this break that they want me to do something as soon as I get back. I'm on the spring break, man. Why, why are you reaching out to me now? But God's got it. So it doesn't ruin my day or ruin my spring break. God's got it. He's my source of supply. He's your source of supply. Amen. Hallelujah. I know I'm not hooping and hollering. Amen. Hallelujah, But hopefully this teaching. Amen. has hit you where you live. Hallelujah. Next slide. Jesus demonstrates his ability to supply for the needs of the many. Jesus can. Uh, provide for your needs. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at it here. Matthew 14, 19. Very familiar scripture. Let's look at it from this standpoint. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. You know, God will often use things that are very familiar to you. This was a farming and a fishing society. So he used... That farming aspect, or the barley, or whatever wheat is made, would makes a bread. Hallelujah, glory to God. And the fish; they were a fishing society. He represented their lifestyle, their culture, how they did things. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah. He took the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples to the multitude, and they did all eat and were filled. You know, sometimes you eat and you say, you know what, I'm still hungry though. Like you go to that fancy restaurant, pay all that money, and they just put a little food on your plate. <laughs> they were all filled. And they took up of the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. There were 12, lef- 12 baskets full of leftovers. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. So there were, It's only counting 5,000 men. God only knows how many women and children were there as well. There could have been over 10,000 people that Jesus fed here. Hallelujah. Now, we may look at this as a fantasy or a fairy tale or, you know, sometimes the Bible uses examples and figurative language. No, I take this as literal, amen, that Jesus supplied for over 10,000 people to eat. How hard can it be for him to supply for you? We've recently moved Brown family. And with moving there are more costs. Yet, you know, folks, you know, Asa can really eat though. <laughs> we still gotta eat. But I tell you, even in this Sioux situation, food has just been coming. Now, not in a way that would boost my ego, like, I'm Superman. I make all the money. There's no problem. Not, just coming. People just giving food. Not because I'm out there manipulating people. Oh, you know, I got so many more bills now. I wish somebody would give me some money for food. You know how that, see, that type of manipulation says I don't trust God. I'm trying to manipulate people. Into helping me. And that only goes so far because sometimes, after a while, somebody's going to be like, I, I'm just tired of manipulation. I don't want to be around that person. God supplies. He supplies. When I, we first had the three children, I wasn't making any money. There would be somebody who would take Asa without me soliciting their help to get a haircut. I couldn't afford to get a man cut. Each one of the kids had somebody that would just look after them because God moved upon them to provide his supply. Now, men, that does not boost your ego. I get it. But I had to look at the bigger picture that God's got me. God's got me. Yes, do, I, do you want to be in the position where you just got it and I just have $1,000 in my pocket every day? Yes. Of course I do. But if I look at the big picture, vo- he's always taking care of me. So whether that happens or not, amen, hallelujah, he is providing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He is our source of supply, especially in my early marriage. Amen. Hallelujah. I went from doing all right as a single dude and now you got a new wife and now new babies <laughs> and the money didn't stretch as far. God had me. God had me. Amen. Hallelujah. Next slide. We're getting there. Amen. Let me hurry up. Christ laid down his life for, ma- for, the, for mankind. Hallelujah. That's a typo there. should be the Christ laid down his life for mankind kind hallelujah let's look at it we're coming at it first john 2 and 2 amplified classic version and he that same jesus himself this is john the elder speaking again is the propitiation the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not for ours alone but also for the sins of the whole wide world that god saw our imperfections put on the flesh of a human being and then died because we couldn't help ourselves. Although every group of people in the world was religious, they could not save themselves. They needed God to save them. God laid down his life for us, amen. God's not blessing us because we're on a hundred-day fast or because we wear a three-piece suit or because we walk in the church like this, or all these religious activities, amen, hallelujah. It's his nature to love and to rescue his people. Jesus' name, very own name, means to save, to rescue. I've been saved for a long time, and I've done a whole lot of things to try to earn God's love, not knowing I had it already. I've fasted with the best of them. Married man with children, I shut into the church for three days. Parts of three days, let me put it that way. I've done a whole lot of other things. i picked up people from the airport. I've done all these things. I've picked up ministers. I've done all these things to show you, God, am I acceptable now? Am I going to heaven? I was an ordained minister and didn't understand the nature of God. I'm messing with your theology right now. If you're mad at me, then at least I've got your attention. Saints, we've got to understand how good God is. And that he not only died for our sins in here and Christians around the world, but for the sins of the whole wide world world. The world is sitting on a lottery ticket that they won't cash. They're rich spiritually and they don't know it. That someone died for them and they have no idea. Because they rather do them than to serve the one that loves them the most. And it's our job to share the gospel with them. That they at least have the opportunity to accept Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen the point being here is if someone loved me enough to die for me, why am I letting the negative words of someone who doesn't know who their creator is, who's their supplier is, take me out? You know, as a young man, you know, it's often, you know, baby, I'm gonna die for you, I love you so much. And he probably, uh, you know, I love you, and I would stand in front of a bullet for you. I would do that, amen. But ultimately, what would that do for my family? Somebody died for you and for I, for you and me, for me and you. Hallelujah! I know my mother's like, oh, his <laughs> English. What's going on? Hallelujah! Let's look at this word, propitiation. Amen. Propitiation is hilasmos in the Greek. It's an offering to appease or satisfy an angry. Uh, at someone that's angry, hallelujah, an offended party, used only twice in 1 John uh, two two and 4.10, both times of Christ's atoning blood that appeases God's wrath on sin. God was angry against the world, and Christ, the Son of God, put on flesh, hallelujah, and died to appease the wrath of God. God, I was watching a video yesterday, amen, where this man was talking about God's wrath coming, this, that, and the other. It's like, once again, this person's on TV and many YouTube views, amen, hallelujah, not understanding that Christ appeased the wrath of God. And that COVID is not here because God's mad at us and sending down things to kill us, hallelujah. Why would God kill Christians? but that this is a result of this fallen world, hallelujah, that we live in, amen, hallelujah, and all the different things we get caught up in with each other, hallelujah, that it's going to bring about something negative. But that God is no longer angry at us, hallelujah, and that someone loved us enough to die for us, hallelujah. Let me read this, uh, hallelujah, by sacrifice of himself Jesus Christ provided the ultimate helasmos hallelujah he appeased god i'm here to tell you today you're in the building god's not angry at you brother pastor i was out doing my thing last night god is not angry at you i'm not saying he's pleased with what you were doing but he's not angry at you but brother pastor i just lied i just cursed somebody out on the way here on the highway god is not angry with you. <laughs> I cursed God and told him to die, but well, God is not angry at you. He understands the weakness of man. He understands the imperfection of man. I'm not saying he's pleased with sinful behavior. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus came in the first place, to pay for it. Hallelujah. But hallelujah, glory to God, he, Jesus loves you so much he suffered. Hallelujah. He had his skin ripped off. And all these nice pictures we see of Jesus on the cross, Jesus was naked. There was no linen cloth there. Jesus was naked. His man parts was out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. His face was bruised up. Hallelujah. Some medical physicians that have studied it said his eyes were probably closed to the point where he could hardly see. His face was so bruised. Why? Because he loves me and you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What are the negative words of someone who doesn't know Christ? Even people that are in the church, amen, hallelujah, they must have had a moment. <laughs> Outside the spirit. Where they're saying negative words, hallelujah. I used to be so caught up in what people thought of me when I preached. I wasn't a hooper. I wasn't a hollerer. Hallelujah. Listen, you're most happy, amen, when you're who God made you to be. <laughs> Not trying to be somebody else. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You might as well be happy being yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The person that God made you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Someone propitiated God on your behalf. Let me hurry up. Christ's mission availed by John the Baptist. Hallelujah. Going back to the uh, first chapter of the Gospel of John, verse 29 says, this is, I said, this is uh, the account of John and Jesus. It says, the next day John see if John the Baptist rather, John seeth. this is John the Baptist, see if Jesus coming in t- unto him and say, Behold the Lamb of God, which take away the sin of the world. No, he took away the sin of the church. He took away the sin of the living world as Christian sinner." No, he took away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at this, way, this word, hallelujah. The word is really away, hallelujah, but we, we, I have the take it for ways for our understanding here. So this, this word away is iero, Iero in the uh, Greek, it means to remove the guilt and punishment of sin by expiation or to cause that sin to be neither imputed or punished take up take away put away remove when Jesus died he defeated sin he removed it well brother pastor I'm still sinning every day and if you're saved you're under the sanctification process and the Holy Spirit's working on you hallelujah but the effects of sin to send you to hell if you are saved have been paid for. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. Hallelujah. Let me end with this. When your world is turned upside down, remember to turn to Jesus. I didn't say turn to your pastor, although I'm here. It's my job to a certain degree. Don't turn to your best friend, although friends... A friend is born for adversity. I understand the scripture. I get it. We all need friends. We all need connection, human connections. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I get it. But they are temporary. They are fleeting. Hallelujah. I lost my friend uh, 40 years a few years ago. Should I just be destroyed and just give up on life, and maybe I should die too. Or, and I went through my stuff. I'm not super Christian that I didn't go through something. I went through stuff. I was a- angry at God. But God understood, and he healed me emotionally and caused me to get a deeper relationship with my friend's daughter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But he had me. But ultimately, God, I turned to God, and God got me out of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Was my wife praying? Yes, she was. Hallelujah. But ultimately, it was God. So when your world is turned upside down, remember to turn to Jesus. I want to leave you with these encouraging words. Amen. This is Paul Turkin to the church at Ephesus. He says, may he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner strength. May God strengthen you in your inner man with strength, the real you, in your innermost being and personality so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Let me stop here for a second. Many times the things we experience challenge our theology. Lord, why did you take my friend? I'm not going to believe you anymore. I'm going to stop going to church. That could have been my reaction. So, Lord, I, don't, you know, I know for a fact there's someone who stopped going here because things weren't going their way. God's not a genie. He's a loving father. That is there for you to support you during the difficult times in this fallen world. This is not heaven. This is remember, This is not heaven. It might be closer to hell. To heaven not heaven. This is not heaven. There are difficulties in this life. And despite what we go through, we got to remember to turn to him. It's not his fault. Amen. While we're in this mess, man chose to live independent of God. Man chose to do it his way. Here you go. War in the Ukraine. High gas prices. That color TV is more expensive than it was last year. This is this is man. This is what man created. And may you have. Having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love. Holiday, we want to be deeply rooted and securely grounded in a knowledge that God loves us. Be be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width, the length, and the height, and the depth of his love. Holiday, that's where services like this, that you understand the, the, the volume of God's love for you. Amen. Fully experiencing that amazing and endless love. This amazing and endless love In Jesus Christ I would love to tell you that Prince Charming or Princess Charming or whoever is coming to ride on a horse to save the day and rescue you amen hallelujah somebody did come hallelujah and rescue us his name is Jesus Christ hallelujah endless love hallelujah glory to God brother pastor if you could just pray I just pray that someone would just love me listen someone does love you amen and this person that loves you amen If it's his will, we'll bring somebody into your life, amen, to express his love to you. But we got to keep the perspective that he's the one that sent the person. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Amen. Verse 19, and that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ. There's the love of Christ again, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled up through your being to all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives. Anybody want a rich experience of God's presence in your life? Young people, this is what you need. Amen. I know you're in church, you get bored and stuff and brother pastors preaching about the Greek and all this other stuff. If there's any wish I have for you that you experience God in his fullness. So that you understand what this is all about. Why are we singing hallelujah and singing all these songs and stuff like that? Because someone loves us so dearly. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That you may experience that the richest experience of God's presence in your lives completely filled and flooded with God himself. Now to him that is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think. Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us by of the Holy Spirit, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is God's desire for you. This is my desire for you as pastor, that you come to know the volume of God's love and experience his presence like never before. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. As a Christian, and this is a tough statement, we should not have a poor self-esteem. If you're dealing with a poor self-esteem, what it's really saying is, I don't know how much God loves me. It's not a set of rules that I have to follow. It's a relationship with the lover of my souls. I've not arrived. There's still areas of my life I need, his, I need to grow and he has to fix. Hallelujah. But I am no longer on the planet feeling unloved or less than anybody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was even operating under a poor self-esteem as a preacher because I wanted everybody to cheer me on. And every preacher you see on TV or you've been in person with that gets up there and needs you to encourage them to preach doesn't understand the love of God. If I'm getting something from him and it's so fantastic and I'm overflowing, then I pour it out and share it with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even we as preachers have too high expectations on the congregation. <laughs> and don't look to him. My words to you is to understand how everything starts with God and ends with God in your life. Hallelujah. That everybody in here is beautiful. That everybody in here is wonderful. Wonderful. That everybody is somebody, that everybody has some type of calling. Maybe it's not behind the pulpit, but there's something for you to do in life, that you're not a mistake, that you're not an accident, hallelujah, that you are valuable, hallelujah, glory to God, that your worth is not based on the words of someone negative, amen, but on someone that came and died for you, hallelujah, glory to God. Had people tell me, "You better get married. You're going bald. You better get married before you go all the way bald." <laughs> I'm a Christian. Person cared about me, but didn't understand that whether I was bald or had a full head of hair, God had me. Hallelujah, glory to God. Would she prefer me with hair? She probably would. <laughs> But she got what she got. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. It wasn't even an issue for her. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's trying to lift us up. We've We've been depressed too long. We've been lonely too long. We've been angry at God too long. We have a so low self-esteem too long. We put too much hope in people too long. We put too, hope, too much hope in the pastor too long. We need to recognize the big God, the loving God, the providing God, the creator God that he is. We've been working too hard at our Christianity instead of understanding we just are. He's got us if we allow ourselves to be had. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That God wants no bad thing to happen to you. That God's not making you suffer. When I went down to Texas, I kept saying, God, why are you trying to kill me? Because although I was an ordained minister being sent to start a church down there, I had no idea who he was. that it would be the very God that I said is trying to kill me that would take care of us for four years while we were down there and then bring us back safely. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, you gave me such a message as this, such a sobering message. And we thank you and praise you for it, Lord God you know where each individual in this place and those that may be on FaceTime today, where they are right now and what they're dealing with. Meet them at their place of need. Minister to them at their place of challenge, the place where they struggle, whether it's their self-esteem, whether it's their expectations that are too high on people, Whether they're struggling with carnality and not surrendering to the move of your spirit. Whether they're struggling with their morality, struggling with sin. Whether they're struggling with a drug addiction. Whether they're dealing with mental, physical, or emotional health crises. Father God, pour out your love on your people as is your desire. Lord God, our young people, Lord God, are straying from you. They are leaving the church in droves, Lord God, but give them a divine encounter in Jesus' name, a divine encounter of love where they understand how much they're loved and how real you are in Jesus' name. For those of us that have been saved for a long time and are struggling with this grace message, because we're so used to keeping a set of rules to gain your approval. Unveil your truth and your love and your total acceptance to us that we might be able to rest in you and enjoy our salvation. Father God, heal the hurts that have damaged our spirits. Heal the pain that has chipped at our Christianity and our confidence in you and cause us to grow up in you, be strengthened with might in our inner man and to understand in you we live, we move, and we have our being. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Amen. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. I want to be an encouragement to you. I want to see everybody reach their highest potential, not so that you're so much pleasing to God, but that you experience a life that is wonderful, that is beautiful, where you look forward to waking up each day, where you are living beyond the day-to-day hustle and bustle, and there's a true joy within your heart every day, hallelujah, where you know that God's got me. This person may not have me. This person may not have me. But God's got me. When you get to that place where you're confident that you know he's got you, man, nothing, nothing can stop you. He's got me. He's got me me if I am nothing more than what I am he loves me where I am he's got me hallelujah glory to God and it's a funny thing that happens when you know when that when you know your love then I can share love with him and I can share love with her and I can and then the, loves, the love just spreads but if I'm still dealing with I don't know if God loves me how can I share with others Amen? So I want to encourage you. You are loved, highly favored, deeply loved. Amen? Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I am truly done now. Hallelujah. Listen, um, we want the gospel to continue to be spread, but we need your help. To be here has a cost associated with it. Amen? And If you found what was shared today, either during praise and worship or during the message, amen, valuable. I make an appeal to you to please invest in it. Some of us use the word tithe, offering, donation, whatever it is to you, amen. We ask for your financial support. We still live on this earthly plane, and they use money. On this earthly plane. Amen. So we need your help to continue to move forward. Let the Lord lead you. I don't have a number. I will never have a number for you. It's not my place. That's between you and God. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. This lovely young woman with a different style is going around with with envelopes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She knows she's loved, amen, so she's just doing her, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. Please invest in it, please support it, amen, hallelujah, so we continue to have services, amen, glory to God. If the Lord says the same, amen, I'd like that our ministers start to share again, amen, and, and exercise their gifts, amen, but I will talk to them, amen, as the Lord leads me. Amen. So that, you know, you don't hear my voice all the time. Amen. But we really just want to hear the voice of God, whoever it comes through. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're with us on there, I'm not sure if you are. Amen. I don't see anybody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah please share. Amen. You can give in three ways. Amen. You can get a ve- L- lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. Amen. That is the church's website. Amen. Hallelujah. You can mail in a donation if you're on there. Amen. To P.O. Uh, P- Box, Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Amen. Through God, all come and join us in person. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God, in this y- glorious place with wood floors and central air and brand new bathrooms. As a child, I was coming here before the building was renovated, and we had a little church mouse that used to run from bathroom to bathroom, amen, and you tried to act like you didn't see it because you're in church, <laughs> but you did see it, and it was going back and forth, but thank God, oh, them, that mouse is long dead right now, hallelujah, <laughs> we're here, he's going on the mouse, <laughs> The living waters in the sky. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at where God's brought us. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have that offering, amen, let's pray. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you and praise you for the seed we sow. We sow for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom. We sow because we love you. We sow it because you've given us the glorious opportunity to come and support your church here at Living Waters Christian Center. Thank you for everyone that you've blessed with the seed today. And those without seed, bless them, Lord God, as you've blessed me with seed to sow, Lord God. Open up doors that no man can shut, Lord God. Give them opportunities beyond their wildest dreams for your praise and your glory and for your love in their lives. We thank you today, Lord God. Let us reap, Lord God, those of us that, have give, give, that are giving today, Lord God, a 30-fold, a 60-fold, a 100-fold, a million-fold return on that which we give today in the offering. We thank you, we praise you, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.